Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And with us in the studio is Judge Richard Weinberg and uh, Ed Cox, uh, uh, 10 years GOP chairman, uh, son-in-law of President Nixon, what else can I say, Ed? He's one smart That's guy. One, one smart guy. One smart right. guy. One smart you know? guy. He knows a lot and, uh, about China, the fine, financial markets. Well, what else? he traveled to the China many a many times, times, and he times. knows what the heck is going on in China. He's an expert. Uh, and uh, uh, Lydia, I understand we have some breaking news. Breaking news. WABC. And that breaking news coming from John Solomon, intrepid investigative reporter of JustTheNews.com. John Solomon, what do you have for us? Yeah, listen, just a few minutes ago, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the main health safety agency in America, announced that they have enough data to merit an investigation into the potential risk of stroke for some recipients of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, these are what are known as signals. We've been hearing a lot more in uh, peer-reviewed research in the last few weeks that people are seeing signals in the data. This is the first acknowledgement by uh, the CDC that there is a potential signal, a safety concern for people uh, having ischemic strokes, so minor strokes at the age of 65 or older, they're looking into it. It's a preliminary signal. They need to do some investigation. But for most of the last two and a half years, we've been told, don't worry about it. This is the first time the CDC said, you know what? We've got enough data. We've got to take a pause and look at this. Does not mean they're going to stop administering the vaccine or tell people to stop using the vaccine, but a significant moment in the safety evaluation of these vaccines. Remember, these were all experimental vaccines when they got started. We had to do them under a, an emergency use agreement. Now people are getting more and more data from them, and we're being able to see some of the potential risk. I think we're going to learn a lot more in 2023 about these sort of issues. Well, I guess that is the reason uh, the, they, the government went to the courts originally That's right. uh, to, uh, to, to get 75 years uh, of non-disclosure on side effects. And I remember that, that moment I, I thought something smelled mm-hmm. because I've lost many of friends to blood clots and heart attacks, young people. Mm-hmm. So there is an effect. So the question we're going to ask our doctors now in the future is what do we have? What do we do to to to, to help mitigate that. mitigate that? If, mitigate those side Thank effects. you for the words, <laughs> Yeah, listen. I think we've always had the idea that in science and in medicine, informed consent is important, and you can't have informed consent if you don't have the information to make that consent. There's been a lot of difficulty in getting information out about how the vaccines were produced, what sort of uh, signals or safety data there is. A lot of the long-term proponents of vaccines, by the way, proponents of vaccine, concerned about the way the CDC, the FDA has handled this. This is the first, uh, I don't know if it's right to call it a crack in the wall, but this is the first glimpse that CDC realizes it's got to answer these questions 
It has to look at the data that private medical researchers have been writing about for about four to six months now. And if it isn't a cause, if all the things that, John, you just saw about uh, your friends who've died, and I know the same thing, very young people having strokes and blood clots, um, if it isn't from the vaccine, they need to help us understand why this rash and, and get us educated. And if it is the vaccine, they got to make some mitigation for it. Uh, but this is John Solomon. Normal. Some some high level doctors have personally said to me, I'm not going to name the names. Don't yeah. take the booster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The benefit doesn't outweigh the risk. That, uh, unless you're in a high risk category for the uh, the COVID, you shouldn't take the booster, the bivalent booster. A lot of people are saying that. And um, we're going to learn a lot more. But this starts a very important process of investigation and transparency, something that we haven't had a lot of in the early stages of this very big moment. Some other interesting news, not all of it uh, great news, but uh, if, if there was a Debbie Downer on Friday, uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen was sort of the uh, the uh, Eeyore of the day. She told us first that, hey, Congress, you're going to hit the debt limit next week. That's not a good sign when you're running out of money, your credit card's full. Uh, now, we really won't run out of money until the spring, but Yellen's warning that the actual technical moment is this next week is designed to put pressure on Democrats to try to, excuse me, Republicans to make a deal on the House, not it allows spending to go on. I expect you're going to find a very different response from this congressional house than prior ones. They're going to hold the line. They're going to negotiate. They're not going to be driven by panic or alarmism. But Secretary Yellen hit the bell today. And while she was doing that, she also said she has growing concerns about a global recession. So this was a woman that said uh, uh, inflation is transitory. And then I guess I got it wrong. And then she said, I'm not really that worried about a recession. Now she seems to be expressing some concern about the recession. Two pieces of news from the Treasury Secretary getting a lot of attention. And then this one, I'm sure, is not going to go over well with people who aren't fans of President Trump. Uh, Kevin McCarthy says the GOP-controlled House is considering expunging the record of the Trump impeachment trials. Uh, Those who like President Trump are going to like that a lot. Those who don't probably have some strong feelings as well. Uh, But you can really tell there's a new sheriff in town. There have been really several New ideas, new votes on legislation. You can tell Republicans are firmly in control of the House now. John Solomon, I wanted to pivot to the Biden documents. The Department of Justice now confirming that third batch. And what's interesting is that UPenn is denying Chinese money, that they received over $54 million of Chinese money to the Penn-Biden Center. More than half of that money was from anonymous donors. What have you learned? What have you heard? I mean, and why would you then be denying this? Right. Some people misstate it. Uh, I've never reported, nor has anyone I know, reported that the Chinese money went to the UPenn Center. It went to the University of Pennsylvania. It's its main charity fundraising. And then those proceeds are used to fund things like the UPenn Center or the... So it's just a technicality. Just a technicality portion is wrong. The fact is the university got the money. They did in large number. It's one of the larger recipients of uh, China money in the last decade. But here is the interesting patterns. And we had a really great story yesterday. And immediately after we broke that story, James Comer announced he was as the House Oversight Committee chairman. He's expanding his investigation into this. This money flows in. There's sixty seven point six million dollars that comes into UPenn from China sources, either grants or contracts between 2013 and 2019. Nearly all of it, two thirds of it. million comes in the two and a half years that Joe Biden is working at the UPenn Center and uh, at the at the Ben Biden Center and being an adjunct professor, getting $900,000 for a couple of years of work. That's a pretty hefty salary for a light uh, education schedule. 
right after that happens and uh, Joe Biden is elected president, the top two officials of UPenn, the people who gave him his job, raise that money from China, they get ambassadorships from President Biden. So they get rewarded for giving him a job. Certainly the impression of that is and for their work. And then as Joe Biden is into his first year as president, uh, all of a sudden the University of Pennsylvania and its faculty puts pressure on the Biden Justice Department to shut down the primary FBI counter-espionage program that's trying to root out spies who come into the United States under the cover of U.S. academia. It's a very successful program. Fact, oh, my God. Department wow. They brag about all the things they stop by. Well, guess what? Two weeks, just two weeks after the faculty of UPenn, the former employee of President Biden, raised this concern in an open letter to Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland turned around, sided with the university, shut down the program, against the wishes of the FBI director who had just given a speech saying this is a big problem. Just late January 2022, the FBI director says China's a growing threat, espionage to academia, big deal. Three weeks later, only two weeks after UPenn puts the letter out, Merrick Garland shuts down that program. And it's very interesting. You can go to Merrick Garland's website, the justicedepartment.gov website. You will see that they brag about how important this program was, but it's been shut down two weeks after UPenn put that letter out. All I can say, oh, my God, you know, it's terrible. Is it is it true that Hunter Biden owns the home where those classified documents were found in the garage where their Corvette was located? And I also was hearing reports that there were even, you know, repairmen in there, like working on the Corvette. And here was this box of classified documents for anybody to access. Is that any of that? Is that true? Well, we have not found any house deed records that would suggest that Hunter Biden is the owner of that home. It does look that Joe Biden is the owner of that home. Uh, there also has been many times where we've been able to confirm that Hunter Biden's been at that home because of photos and ops or uh, pictures that have been there. So Hunter Biden had access to the home. Listen, it doesn't really matter whether Hunter Biden owns it or not uh, or whether Hunter Biden had access Storing classified documents in a garage is not a really good idea. You know, Amazon drivers like to open up your garage and put packages in. A garage is not a secure place. It's not the sort of place that classified documents are in. And I want to point two words out that uh, the uh, attorney general said when he announced it. He acknowledged that the location where Joe Biden's documents were found were not authorized to possess or hold or store um, uh, classified information. In other words, in layman's terms, it was illegal for those donations to be there. That was a very clear declaration from the attorney general. No amount of spin or obfuscation from the Biden White House is going to change that. Those documents shouldn't have been at the House or at the UPenn Center. Well, thank you so much, John Solomon of JustTheNews.com. We look forward to breaking more news with you. Thank you, sir. And have a nice weekend. Take care. Wow, that was some interview, Lydia. That is, how are you surprised, Ed Cox, Not about all the Chinese surprised. money coming there to UPenn and kind of they're it, kind of finagling the UPenn, how it's these Confucius uh, society groups that are and in, have infiltrated many in the last of the universities. Five minutes, ten minutes. Uh, uh, Sebastian Gorka actually tweeted out, he put out a document saying that he has proof that Hunter Biden did indeed own the home where those classified documents were located in the garage. He had rented it previously. And so, but then he but ended up owning sense. it. He had the money. Yeah. He had the money, right? He got, he got from China because he got the money from China. He yeah. got the money from sure. China. But, but the fact, the fact that matters doesn't matter whether he rented it. Does China own? China own the United States of America? Ukraine. Well, they certainly own some of the important functionaries of this government. Now, the other part portion that China uh, objected because the FBI wanted to check on the students coming into 
uh, universities. Uh, University of Pennsylvania. University of Pennsylvania objected. And then had a, so what President happened? Biden, Biden notified or, or sent a letter to Christopher Ray. No, Christopher Ray and the Garland. Attorney General. Right, Garland, Mayor Garland, right. And what happened? Uh, and they squashed it. And, Christ- and Garland squashed it, and Christopher Ray says, this is crazy because we got to check these people coming in. Listen, what do, you, what do you think is happening here? We're compromised. We're, we're compromised. We are every, screwed. And every time you try to... We're under right attack. On it, they close it down. We're under attack at the border, fentanyl. We're under attack in the academically because they're coming into our universities, getting all the information. They're they're hacking possibly our FAA. Or I'm sorry, I, I don't buy that. It just suddenly everything collapsed. The FAA and the the jets and all the planes and all that stuff happens. I don't buy it. The Southwest was a test run, and then the other day was a further test run. What's next? You don't they're believe in Buttigieg? I what experience does he have with transportation besides riding a bike and putting on a helmet? I think it's pathetic that he's a transportation. Which I think it's even more pathetic that once again the Democratic Party is floating a lightweight as a potential presidential candidate. Ed Cox, you're an expert when it comes to China. How yeah. nefarious are they, the CCP? Actually, that issue was made absolutely clear near the end of the Trump administration. It's organized by Secretary of State Pompeo. He gave a big speech at the Nixon Foundation. Director Ray of the FBI gave a big speech. Uh, AG Attorney General Barr gave a big speech about the different areas of the, where the Chinese were having a real impact on our country. We didn't know about it. It was, it was, uh, orchestrated and they raised it, but now the Biden administration has just put it on, swept it under the rug. Yeah. I, Attorney General Barr has been really hitting that issue, both when he was Attorney General and subsequent, that this is a real threat to this country's survival, the China threat. And now the latest gambit by the left-wing Democrats in the House of Representatives is saying that we're xenophobic and we're racist against the Chinese. They have a name for it just to shut you down from exploring and getting transparency on what the Chinese are doing. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have Larry Kudlow on, and he's going to tell us what the heck is going on in the economy.